Hello and welcome to Emerging Excellence. I'm your host, Felicity Fury, and joining me today is Brett Bassett. Brett, I'm excited to get into this topic today around managing up. This is one that you pick, so I'm curious to start off with, why do you think this is important? Well, hi for listening. Hello to everyone that's listening. Um, the reason this I, I chose this is because I think it's an often not discussed topic. And I know from experience that it can be fraught with danger. It can be really great when it's right. But it's actually really, really hard to understand the difference between, and I'm reading off a little post-it note I've got here, Upward delegation, what is it, versus managing up, what is it? So the reason that I've chosen this is because I think sometimes there is a, a gap between an understanding of those two terms. Sometimes it causes frustration, whether you're the leader or the worker, um, and I just thought it'd be a great topic to have a conversation about. Well, yeah, I'd love to start off with what's the distinction for you between those two things, because I feel like... It's nuanced and depends on your perspective, whether you're in that leadership role or as the the worker, as you said. So, look, the, my view about it is, is the simplest way is upward delegation is getting your boss to do your job, whereas managing up is helping your boss understand what risks may impact their job. So that's a really simplistic way, um, in my view, about um, unpicking the two. What do you think? Mm, you haven't thought about it like that before. So I, I hear managing up when I hear that broad term, I think about how how can I support my leader to do to do their job or what do I need to I, I remember I had a really great manager who I guess would and I've seen this at quite a few managers before uh, in the past around they kind of protected the team and protected me from a few things that were going on in the organization. So I think there's also a role of a of a leader to to manage up in the sense of whatever's going on above them. Some of that stuff is relevant for their team, but some of it's also not. So I see in managing up, there's also that protective layer or you know sharing the right things to delegate in that team dynamic. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So the way I sort of look at it is. Uh, managing up is a supportive piece in a team environment. Delegating up is a lazy piece in a team would mm-hmm. in a team environment. And so that's you know, and that's me being very brutal and very pragmatic about it. Um, and I think if you were to explore, if we were to have a a conversation about how does a leader know or feel when they're getting managed up versus upward delegation? In my experience, what I would feel is I would feel a level of comfort i would feel a level of support i would feel a level of somebody coming to me and almost saying hey you need to be aware of this is there something that i can do further to support you or assist you as opposed to somebody that says for your information for your consideration for your action or i'm going to send you something that really is quite frankly half-assed and i need to do that is as the leader a whole lot of unpacking and a great example of that of the difference between managing up and upward delegation is if if i'm a leader and somebody's giving me a letter a document a report um in draft if i then have to go in and do a whole lot of typing a whole lot of fixes a whole lot of edits a whole lot of questions about so what does this mean my view is 
that that would be upward delegation. And if I take the same scenario and reflect on how that might look differently from a managing up perspective, the document is as good as it can be. It basically is asking me a couple of questions. For example, the drafter might say, well, my thoughts about this risk or this issue is this, keen to get your views and importantly, discuss how we might incorporate your views into the document. So that's a, a practical example that I've experienced over my time. Um, any examples that you've got, Felicity? Yeah, you just reminded me of when I was uh, working for local government and I was the project manager and the communications team would often um, prepare letters and documents for approval. And I remember I saw one of um, the leaders in the organisation say, you know, if there's a certain amount of comments you've got to you got to put on it, just send it back. And I, my first thought was, oh, can I do that? You know, I was very junior. It was sort of my second job out of university. And he said, yeah, just send it back. That's their job. And I thought, that's brilliant. Um, here I was, you know, spending so much time editing and changing things. So that was a good perspective to get because I went, okay, well, where's where's that limit of um, them doing their job and adding value? And you also reminded me of that piece around no surprises. And I think that's an important thing I think about when I'm working with leaders in an organisation is what's that, what do they need to know without giving them all the detail and all the information and enough? I think you said it really well, Brett, was around being across the risks and giving that understanding of the issue without all the nuanced specific details that are involved. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think, you know, we've spoken at length about what a leader's role is and we've spoken about lifting capability, capacity, you know, creating a, an environment that's safe where people can fail safely and all that type of stuff, right? Um, I think this is one of those areas where if there is not a conversation early on in the leadership uh, worker, um, uh, I guess, partnering, piece, I think this could really cause some grief. And so, you know, at the moment, we, you know, so far into the podcast, we've talked about, you know, what it might look like for a leader. If we flip that on its head and say, how does upward delegation versus managing up look like or feel for a worker? I, I mean, I, I look at, I use this every day. So um, I, I've, in my senior senior roles, I've reported to, you know, really senior people or, or boards, etc. And the way that I feel as the person who's actually managing up versus delegating up, if I feel a level of empowerment, I'm responsible for taking to my leader, whether it be the chair of a board or somebody else, somebody else like that, the stuff that I think is important and relevant, rather than me losing control of what's going up simply because I actually don't know how to do my job. So maybe we could spend a little bit of time, Felicity, talking about, in your experience, if you if you're a worker, what do you think the dynamics of feeling for a worker might be if they get it wrong versus if they get it right? Mm. There are two parts I think to this. One is around emotional intelligence and self awareness, and then the other piece is around relationships. So we've we've spoken a lot about relationships. I think in terms of building and establishing that relationship, knowing how each other work, that trust, rapport, building a lot of that. So I think that definitely comes into this equation. And then um, there is this piece of, of self awareness. And um, I don't, can't remember who I was speaking to recently, but they they shared that they had someone in their team and. They just genuinely weren't good at their job, but they didn't even know that they weren't good at their job. And so 
the the capability piece I think is important to acknowledge where where this person is at um, and I think that comes down to building that relationship and that trust as well between the leader and the team member to establish um, how much they know how much you can trust that advice because you know on paper you can put down um, some great things on your CV especially say if you're working on a big infrastructure project but what you actually did day to day could be quite different what do you think? Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, I mean, and another thing that I see or have seen, you know, the, the way this manifests in respect of managing up versus um, delegation is somebody who has a list of a thousand things that they want to talk to you about in your regular catch up. I think that is upward delegation versus managing up. Uh, and the reason I say that is um, somebody who is afraid or or reluctant to actually make decisions on the fly in the business, I think you'll need to have a conversation and say, well, why is it that you're not making those decisions that I want you to make? Why is it that you feel disempowered or something along those lines? Whereas a managing up might be in a similar situation where you're making decisions. Boss, I've got, I'm going to make this decision. I'd like to walk through with you my thinking about the decision what the risks are, et cetera, to make sure that I'm not missing anything. It's almost like that coaching piece in real time versus mentoring, if that makes sense. So so I think that's the way that these things can manifest in a really real-time current um, situation. Have you ever seen it go really well, Felicity? Um, mm, I've seen it go really well. I think when when you go, when someone comes to you and say, says, you know, I've thought about it, and here's the decision I made and here's why. And then you can go, yeah, that makes sense. And they're coming to you with a well thought through and developed solution to whatever the challenge is. And I think often it's easy to, and like you said before, use the word lazy, which in, in upward delegation. And I think that often it is lazy of you haven't thought it through, you haven't gone and done the work. And so I know the question is, why are you bothering me with this? But it's, you know, is this really that important? And I think that judgment of figuring out if something is important or not is really powerful. And I think that's when it's done well is people understand the, the issue, the big picture, and also that systems view of, you know, whatever that challenge is on an organisational level or whatever those relevant points are. It might be relevant in an industry level. It might be within a team. Uh, but having someone who's got that, you could say, maturity to understand big picture in the context and coming to you with here's here's the solution and why and and I think that managing up would be you know here's what here's what we need to do about it um going forward I think you're spot on and, and you you use one word as part of your response to my question you use the word decision if mm -hmm. somebody's willing to make a decision and 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 has made a decision um and as part of telling you about that decision, they're just alerting you or seeking your guidance or counsel, I think that is a clear example of managing up. Whereas if somebody says, for your information, for your action, over to you, that is a clear example where it's up with delegation. Now, you know, from a statutory perspective, there might be a whole range of reasons why you need to delegate upwards because you might have a delegation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know, in a, in a highly regulated environment. But I think that, you know, when I, when I heard you say the word decision, that is a great example where if somebody's willing to make a decision, back themselves, act in good faith and take all the risk 
but at the same time they're simply asking for your support or your not endorsement but your uh, comfort that's a great example of managing up versus upward delegation Mm, and i hear the word responsibility there as well it's when you're being responsible for making that decision and being responsible for how that's communicated and i remember a, a time I did it really badly, uh, if I can share that with you, which was I was working for an organization and doing some fun projects on the side to support women in engineering. And uh, I ended up, um, you know, there was a certain impression that was created because uh, my manager at the time didn't see me um, around, uh, you know, he said, oh, you know, at your desk all the time. And for me, I'm a people person. I like to go see see people face to face. This is all pre-COVID stuff. And so he made the assumption, oh, if she's not at her desk, she must be doing her, you know, outside of work uh, extracurricular projects rather than her actual job. And it was because I didn't communicate sufficiently and take responsibility for those assumptions that were made. So I think I did a really poor job of that. Um, and it really affected our relationship because there was a lack of trust there. And then moved teams in the organization. And I didn't even know that was really happening. And my new manager said to me, hey, tell me, tell me what's going on. Give me the full picture so that if someone asked me, then I can share that with them. And it was such a good lesson for me. I think there's a balance of, you know, communication and over-communicating um, to people just to give that big picture or take responsibility for how you're behaving, acting um, and making decisions. And I think it's really... I think know, that's uh, right. Yeah, asking the question, how can I support and empower my leader for what I need them to do when I'm not in the room? I think I think that's right. Spot on, Felicity. And um, it's, it's interesting, if we talk about a geographically spread organisation or people working from home, I actually think the upward delegation versus the managing up is a really hard thing to almost uh, keep a track of, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've worked in organisations that are geographically spread where people communicate via email or via Teams or some other type of action, right? And often you'll see a little just wanted to let you know about this or wanted to let you know about this or as I, you know, this the phrase that drives me crazy more than any other phrase in my environment in a whole range of different areas I've worked is for your consideration. What does that mean? Mm. And, and so the reason I talk about this is um, it's all about setting the boundaries. You know, what I do with all of the teams I work with is I say, if you've got a problem, if you've got a risk or something, the first thing I want to know is I want to know face-to-face -face or on a phone call. I want to know so that I can give you some guidance straight away. And 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 so I think, you know, these are the things in a in a an ever-expanding and connected versus disconnected world that I think can make this really, dif really difficult. And I, I also think that... Um, you know, it's a difficult conversation to have sometimes without wanting to get frustrated. Like I've been frustrated where I haven't delivered good from a, a leader's perspective, where somebody may have sent me something and I've just torn them a new one for lack of a better phrase to say, well, why is it that you think that I have to do this, blah, 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 rather than actually understanding what is it that caused somebody to delegate up to me when in fact they shouldn't have? Is it something that I've done? Is it have I disempowered them? Have I not give them, given them enough instructions early on in respect of what I want them to do, et cetera? So I think it's a really, this is a, a really nuanced and often not discussed issue until it gets frustrating for, for, for the people in, in the relationship.
Mm, That's a good question to ask is why is this happening? It's almost like a lag indicator of your relationship with that person. Is there a, a fear or concern about something or are they worried about how someone might react or do they feel like they're being micromanaged therefore they need to run decisions past people so it could be would you say a lag indicator of of a relationship as well or potentially something that they're dealing with personally that hasn't been voiced I think that's spot on it is a good it is a lag indicator but at the same time you can pick up on some nuances in real time so you know um if if you've always got the same person knocking on your door saying I need to chat to you about this need to chat to you about this mm. You know, that I think is is a, is a real-time indicator. It is a lag indicator because it's obviously not before the event happens. Um, but I think those are the type of things where you can say, well, what? why is this person displaying this pattern of behaviour? I think conversely, though, as a leader, you also need to think and ask yourself the question, why is it that somebody is constantly coming to me? Is it because... I'm not engaging with them proactively. And and we've got to be focused on this, right? You and I have spoken at length about in order to lead others, you need to first lead yourself. People engage with their leaders because their leaders are either giving them something or potentially, conversely, because the leader is not giving them something. And so, you know, I I think it's really important to always reflect, and we've spoken about reflection in, in past episodes, right? Reflect on what is happening in real time so that you can actually understand from a lag perspective how these things are manifesting in respect of upward delegation versus managing up. Mm. And something that I know I do is I yeah, have a meeting with my business partner who also happens to be my husband and so we're often in what we both work from home so we're often in the same physical space and so it's so easy for me to go knock on the door hey what about this hey what about this and I know that's super annoying so I do my best to you know just write a little list of here's the things I want to talk to you about and it's actually so funny even just doing that process of writing things down I notice that I can't be bothered to wait until our you know scheduled meeting where I talk about all the you know whatever we need to talk about um, and I often just go and solve it myself so I found that to be a good hack of if I you know if I'm noticing I'm you know knocking on his, his door a lot and obviously interrupting isn't helpful when you're trying to get things done um, you know just having that little side note of here's the things I want to speak to this person about and of course it's you know much more effective to consolidate it in your scheduled time to speak and I found that to be a really helpful tool to use and having that that scheduled time of hey here's all the stuff I just want to run past you um and I've often found really good leaders are really helpful of of even highlighting when I've seen something is not that important to go hey this is an important issue too so again coming back to that relationship and and understanding how you work best together I think that's right and and something I did recently is um is I was in a meeting with with uh with somebody recently um and I didn't understand why they were in effect briefing me on something and I simply asked a question I said why is this important to me Mm. And it turns out that it wasn't actually that important to me. It was important to them, if that makes sense. And Mm -hmm. so it's not dissimilar to what you're talking about. So, you know, I think that's a – it has to be an ongoing conversation. Um, Let me ask you this question. Would you ever sign something from somebody who came in and just dropped on your desk and said, I need you to sign this now? Uh, my go-to answer is no, and I, you know, I'm definitely the person who reads every single line of the contract and figures out – uh what does all this mean and um i've also you know uh, done some uh property investing and renovations and we nearly lost our builder because i was doing everything to the letter of the contract so um my gut feeling on that is no i'd really want to understand 
what it like the big picture what is it what's this about yeah like you said why is it important um particularly if i'm signing something and being responsible for it and i do know though that a pitfall for me is going too far into the detail so i i often find i need to balance it uh you know without getting stuck in the weeds of a decision what do you think yeah the reason i ask it is from a from a not a delegation versus managing up perspective in, in in my experience, where people are just dropping something on your desk, generally it means that they're doing it for one of two reasons. They've been delayed in doing their work to get it done within the relevant time frame and they mm-hmm. basically just need you to sign something. Um, the second reason is because they actually don't know, want you to know the detail. And so one of the reasons that I raise this is somebody who manages up really well will actually say to you, I've got this document, I need you to sign it, this is the reason I need you to sign it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm also a big believer in, you know, this is just the way I work and some people won't, you know, subscribe to this. But I love having covering memos over documents that I'm going to sign, particularly when, you know, I'm I'm the only person in the organisation can sign it. Because what it does, it helps people understand the reason that they're Mm. asking me to do something. It's helping them understand the questions that they need to complete before I actually sign something, and it's actually growing their capability and capacity. So, you know, that's another example where, you know, in in real time, you might see the difference between upward delegation versus managing up. And I've definitely experienced that even in small things like when I was uh, working as a design engineer, um, early on I would do a terrible job of factoring in the time it takes to sign something off. And I go, oh, okay, yeah, you know, they'll do it in a day, you know, forgetting that they might have 10 other projects they're trying to sign off. Um, And early on in my career, that was a tough lesson to learn because I was making my problem their problem uh, around the, you know, signing off because it became their problem. I've got to get done by this time. No, actually, that's my problem because I should have planned the project and the time better. And uh, I think having that capability of even thinking through, okay, this is a big deal. How long is it going to take for Brett to think about it? Or, you know, how much time does Brett need to go, you know, complete something um, before it gets signed off. And I think that's an important thing when you're managing up is to think through, um, you know, what is it going to take? Brett, are you going to have to go speak to three or four other people about this issue before you sign it off, potentially? I think that that is another great example with the right words, Felicity, about how, what what the difference is. Um, At another organisation I used to work at, we used to have this phrase, you know, who's wearing the monkey on the back. Upward delegation is where the monkey gets transferred from one person to another. Managing up is where the monkey stays with the original person and they're simply being supported in carrying the monkey themselves, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, people listening to this and they're, you know, thinking, oh, maybe I'm doing some of that. What are some, I guess, key, key things that people can look out for to improve their managing up? Or, you know, if someone's thinking, oh, I could definitely improve that, what would you suggest people take on, Brett? I think... Ask yourself some questions. Why am I asking my manager to do this for me or to help me? Mm. If the answer is because I I don't have the right skills or the right capacity, that's one thing. And we you know we could talk about that differently. But if it is because I'm afraid to make the decision or to wear the risk myself, I think that's a really important conversation for you to have with your manager to say. I'm not comfortable doing this, and so I need to grow the capability and capacity to be able to do it. Can you help me? You know, and it might be that you 
work on some things together so that you understand how to do it. Another example I would think is if you're always going in, knocking on the door saying, I'm not sure about this, or I'm not sure about this, or I'm not sure about this. It's almost I've got a I've got a, a phrase that I used to to use that I like to use. Sorry, called indecision, the vortex of indecision, where you're simply never making a decision yourself, and you're always asking for input for others. I think that's a that's a, that's a red flag to look out for. Um, and I think what that says is, you know, once again, it's the capability and capacity look. But I think if you're looking from a different perspective and saying. Why is my leader coming and asking me things, almost the micromanagement? It might be that for some for some reason, there's a gap in the leader's view about what it is that you're giving or not giving, if that makes sense. Now, it could be all based on the leader not having any self-awareness, et cetera. So I think there are a couple of examples that somebody might be able to pick up and identify themselves. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what I hear in what you're saying is around having the courage to have some conversations with your leader, with people that report to you and and be okay to be open about where it is. So, you know, you might go, okay, wow, I really noticed that it's not managing up, it's upward delegation. Let's explore this together. And it doesn't have to be a scary thing or a bad thing. I think it's a great opportunity to be curious and not judgmental, as uh, Ted Lasso would say, uh, if anyone's seen that. And and really, you know, what a great opportunity to to open up a new conversation. And I think when you get this right, it works so well for uh, for everyone, really. So I think, um, yeah, if you if you're noticing yourself that this is something that's really challenging for you, or you're not getting it quite right, then I think it's an opportunity to have a courageous conversation. I agree. And as 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 you were talking there, I was just thinking about another thing. So sometimes what you might see is you might be a worker saying to your boss, oh, you know, um, I want to talk something through with you. If you do that and then you see your boss stepping in and wanting to make the decision, then I think what you could do is you could say, well, hang on, this is my decision to make. This is a straight, you know, it's a hard conversation, but it's a brave conversation. I just want to make sure that I haven't missed anything, right? So that's a way where you can demonstrate to your to your leader, I want this responsibility, I want this accountability, but I just want to feel a little bit supported. So, you know, if conversely, if you've got a boss that's always jumping in saying, no, this is the decision, this is the way you go, it's almost similar to that conversation we had last time about, the, you know, mentoring versus coaching piece. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself the question, why is it that somebody's doing that? It may not actually be about you. It might be about the boss and the fact that they're a micromanager. So I think, you know, it's a nuanced thing. Sometimes you may not even see what you're doing until it's too late. I mean, I'm always thinking, of, uh, you know, about am I briefing up the right way? Have I got the right information? To, and it might be that there is not a lot in, you know, in a regular workday that you actually have to brief up. And that's okay. But I think it has to be an ongoing conversation. It mm. will change, as you said, based on the relationship and the different type of people that you work with. But I think it's really something that we spoke about. Yeah, and a great thing to reflect on too. I think it's a levelling up in leadership and uh, it's a really powerful tool to have in your toolkit and everyone is, uh, I feel like there's no role I can think of that you're not managing up to somebody um, in some capacity. If you're the CEO, it's the board, you know, if it's the board, you know, shareholders, et cetera. So um, there's always someone that you can uh, manage up and help support as a leader. So thanks for your insights, Brett. It's been a really valuable conversation and I'm now reflecting a lot on 
the conversations I'm having even interpersonally with my team and my peers as well as leaders. So thanks so much for insights, Brett. Excited uh, to go apply some of this stuff myself as well. Brilliant stuff, Felicity. Cool.